as we continue worshiping together today, receive these words from the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, beginning with the sixth verse. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace. The following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a leader, a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, you know what we need. You know the word we need. Send it, and we will be so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week, Pastor Ben preached about there being a theological disagreement at a conference. We've never had that before. (laughs) And so Paul and those who are traveling with him are fresh off of this conference, and they decide to make journeys to share the good news with the Gentiles and the wider circle of God's people. And so they started their travels. I can imagine that they thought they knew where they were going because they were professionals. Paul was very well known uh, in, in circles around this area and he was with people who knew how to travel. So imagine their surprise as they attempted to go. 
and the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And the Holy Spirit even forbade them from speaking a word in Asia. Imagine their surprise when they had to go around instead of straight through. If you look at a map, it's straight through to where they ended up. It probably would have been easier. They probably knew people. They probably sent letters. They probably did all the things that you can't do, if you, that you have to do if you don't have a phone or text or TikTok or Instagram or all the ways in which I have to communicate with my niece now. And so they ended up going around to get to Troas. As I looked at the map, I realized that my life is the same way, and I'm sure that a lot of you have experienced the same. When I came to D.C., I came for three years. That was the plan. I love Atlanta. It's where my family is. I'm going to go to Wesley Seminary. I'm going to get this degree, and I'm going to leave. What could go wrong? I've been here 16 and a half years now. I've been all the way through Maryland, Westminster, Maryland, all the way to Baltimore, and back again. So I understand this kind of journey, and I bet a lot of you do too. Have you ever sought out to go do something and you thought it was going to be simple? I'm gonna to go to Target, I'm gonna get the three things I need, and I'm going to leave. And then you end up having to go to five stores, you run into somebody you know, you end up having coffee, it turns into a whole circle to get where you were going that should have been simple. And your family looks at you like, where'd you, where, where'd you go? Well, it became a journey. Well, that's what they're experiencing. Some of those journeys are fun, but I'm sure that what fit in this paragraph when they were living it was much more challenging. Here's where the mystery of God comes in. Because when God diverts our plans, a lot of questions come up in our minds. I'm sure that it, even though it's not in scripture, I'm sure that a lot of them were asking, well, why do we have to do it that way? That doesn't make any sense. It's right there. It's a direct, we can just get there if we just cross through Asia Minor. And God has forbade us to go that way. Why? And I don't think God has a problem with us asking why, because if not asking God, who should we ask? But one of the things that I want us to realize is that they teach us something and that they keep going. They didn't stop. They could have, I mean, they were with Paul. Everybody knew Paul. They could have stopped right where they were and said, you know what, we'll just do ministry here. Forget it. They could have turned back and gone someplace much more comfortable. The rest of them could have dispersed and said, you know, we've already been to this conference. That was enough. I'm going home. And talk about the goodness of Jesus at home with their family members. But they continued on the journey. Friends, that takes courage. That doesn't mean that you're not scared. 
That means you do it scared. And so here they are continuing to go forward, knowing that God has something for them, that there's a purpose in going around. They might not figure out what that purpose is until they get around, but there's a purpose in it. And so if you find yourself wondering why you have to go through this long process, it should have been easy. And yet, you've got to go around. Maybe you're like me, if you're watching and you went to one college and then you ended up going to four colleges before you graduated college. I took the long way around. Maybe you have to too. Maybe there's something that you're trying to do in your life, whether it's your health or relationships, and it seems like it's taking forever and you have to go around. Keep going. Have patience, especially with yourself. Especially with yourself. Because that's what God has. God is with you all the way, just as God is with them. And so they get to trust. They do what God has called them to do. And they get to this port city. And so they have adjusted their plans. They have continued to go, even when they didn't quite know what was happening. In those moments of altered plans, we realize this, that God is with us and God cares. And God still has more for us to learn. So while they were there, during the night, Paul had a vision. There was a man in Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. That's the vision. We might not receive a vision like that. We may just move in a way that our hearts are telling us to move. Trust that God is speaking to you. And God is wanting you to go forward. After, they, after he gets this vision, and I find this very interesting. I don't know if you noticed it when it was being read, but the writer went from they to us after the vision. He brought himself, she brought herself into the story. And so it says... When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God called us to proclaim the good news to them. And so they went from Troas straight to Samothrace, to Napolis, there to Philippi, right into Macedonia. This was the first time that the word would be preached in Europe. And so they move into this space where they know God is calling them because of this vision. Being open to God shifting our plans means that God is wanting to do something greater than we could ever imagine. I don't want you to see God shifting your plans as a negative. 
Sometimes those plans that have been shifted can be hard to take. No doubt there. However, continue to believe that God is with you. And so they go to Macedonia because of a man saying, come and help us. And they move through all of these cities and they get there and they wait around to the Sabbath. And who do they find? A bunch of women. Here is a great lesson for us. When God gets you to the place you need to be, you might see someone or something you didn't expect. It may be that it's a bunch of ladies instead of the man that was asking. Now, what if Paul had said, hey, ladies, can y'all point me to this guy? Let me tell you how he looks. They would have told, he would have totally missed the gift of meeting Lydia. So when you get to those places where you know God has called you, expand your mind, expand your heart, be willing to see a bigger picture than you could ever see for yourself. That's the great thing about God, isn't it? That God is not contained in our small, minute imaginations. That God can do literally anything with us, through us, in spite of us. And for us to look for this amazing gift of God being able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. So I ask you, in the places that God has put you, where can you expand how you think about what God is doing in your life? Where can you say, my, my dream about it is too small. Let me see what God is dreaming. I promise you, it will include people you never thought of. It will give you opportunities you never considered. It will move you to do things you didn't even think you had the capability to do. God can do marvelous things in our lives. Sometimes we get a little scared because if we even think about it, it sounds too much to do, too big to do, too expansive what we're asking for. But we're working with God. Now, if you were working with me, I get it. But you're working with one who can literally create something out of nothing. If you were to keep that in your mind, what could you, what could you and God do? So I pray that you dream big. That's my prayer for you. That you dream bigger, sorry, here, that you dream bigger than you've been dreaming. Go bigger, even bigger than that, even bigger than that. Because God is with us and God cares. And so because Paul kept his mind open to what God was wanting to do, he shared the good news 
with the group of women that were there on that Sabbath day. And Lydia received the word. Not only did she receive it, but her entire household, the scripture says, gets baptized. Not only that, she invites them, I don't know how many it was, but she invites the whole crew of them to stay at her house and to do ministry out of her house. She becomes a missionary right there. So the person that he was even looking for, we don't know if he ever finds them. Maybe he does one day. But we do know that God fulfilled what God's purpose for him was in that moment. And there were people who were blessed because of it. Because he was willing to go the direction that God wanted him to go because he was willing to follow God all the way, because he was willing to have more of an expansive mind and heart about what God could do in that moment. And so it is with us. Paul is no better than the rest of us. God has a plan and a purpose for each of us. And it's big, and it's beautiful, and it's, and it's all-encompassing, and it's amazing. This is the same God that created the heavens and the earth. What can God and you do together? This is the God that loves us with an everlasting love. What can you and God do together? Where is God sending you to do miraculous work? If it's at a child's school and you say, this school has so many problems, I don't know. God can do amazing things. Is it as a caregiver and you're like, it is tiring. I totally understand. God can do amazing things. So what's your plan? Be willing for God to shift it. Be willing for God to ball it up and throw it in the trash and do something else. But whatever God does, know it's going to be better than you could ever have imagined for yourself. And it will bless people for generations. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. 